This is Ali Ciardo, and this is Photo Field Notes, stories and inspiration from professional photographers. My interview today is with Angela from Angela Renee Photography. Here's her story. As a child, I guess very young, I was already I was very interested in art. Some of my earliest memories are like art shows doing drawings, and like I think my first contest I won was like first grade. So drawing and painting was really a big part of my life when I was young, all through high school. Then in college, I actually majored in painting and a brief stint where I studied psychology, which I think, you know, is sort of still a part of my work in some ways um, as an artist. But I studied psychology briefly and then um, lived in Rome for a little bit and traveled there as a student and thought, no, I really want to be an artist and went back and continued to paint, got my degree in painting. And then I went on to grad school also for painting, Um, my first grad school. I went to painting. And I should also say, too, that I was, you know, kind of in retrospect, I feel like photography was a part of my painting. I was painting from photographs, but I didn't consider myself a photographer. Even in printmaking, I did a printmaking class. I did photo lithography. But, again, not really considering myself a photographer, playing around a little bit using photography as kind of a base to base my artwork off of. And I even remembered, you know, kind of thinking back, a professor saying, well, why aren't you photographing people instead of painting them? <laughs> and and I didn't really understand that at the time. I'm like, but I'm a painter. But my, senior, my show in undergrad was all of my paintings of my friends and studies of them and um, some photographs that I'd taken of them. But I, I really... So I think I was very observant, and it was always the figure. Going back again to an elementary school, I was always drawing people. Uh, so then I went to graduate school for painting, and I became very interested in moving image. And while I was there for painting, and I started essentially um, doing these portraits with video of uh, people and of family and people that I was close to and decided that I wanted to study moving image more. So I got a master's at uh, Illinois State University, and I went to the Art Institute. So I did four years of grad school, which is crazy. (laughs) Right by the fourth year, I was like, why am I doing this? Um, But I studied moving image there. I had access to instructors that I really wanted to study with. And I also, um, again, uh, the video work that I make, uh, I, I do video installation work too. It's kind of another part of who I am as a image maker. And all of that work has a stillness to it and is very photographic. And um, But I came to photography through uh, video. So I say I'm lens-based. That's interesting since a lot of people seem to come to video through photography. So you took yeah. kind of the opposite path. Yeah. So I studied, you know, and everything is really similar. I mean, I'm still learning, you know, aperture and shutter speed. And I mean, there are some differences, obviously, moving image with um, sound and things like that. But yeah, I came to it through moving image. And while I was in school, I had a job as a legal videographer. (laughs) So I videoed depositions. So I would go and Again, you know, it's my interest in people. I was always listening to people's stories and videoing, you know, several court cases. I did that for probably two years, and it was a way that I made money in grad school. And um, through that, I bought my own video equipment, and a friend said, will you video my wedding? And Mm -hmm. that's how I ended up. I videoed two weddings, 
and I met a photographer, and I thought, you know, I, I would really love to photograph a wedding. I would like to see if that would be something I'm interested in doing, and um, I contacted her maybe a year later. I thought about it for a while, and she let me tag along with her, and um, I photographed with her and decided I really was something I wanted to do, and it's kind of a long process. It took me a while to really start my business, but I second shot for a lot of people and worked with people with different styles to kind of learn and but that's what I wanted to, um, but I really liked wedding photography. I think it was something I needed to see if I even liked doing. Of course. And I really fell in love with it. So one thing that I know I learned through second shooting was uh, the kind of equipment that I wanted to bring along. You know, some people prefer sort of a minimalistic style of shooting as far as light, and some prefer to have kind of the more controlled and bring along the light. And I noticed in your receptions, you do have this beautiful dimensional light. So do you consider yourself more of a minimalist, or how, how do you kind of approach weddings as far as the balance between how much can you carry and set up quickly without being intrusive, and how can you get this beautiful quality of light? Yeah. Um- well, I should say a second shot for a photographer uh, in Chicago that carried a lot of equipment. Uh, well, the second shoot for different people, but one of them that I shot with for a long time carried a lot, a lot of equipment. And I decided very early on I did not want to do that. That would be too hard for me. And so I did. I do like to keep my equipment fairly compact. I, I do off-camera lighting for receptions, but I just do it with an off-camera flash with a 580. I'm a Canon shooter, and of course, I don't, you know, Nikon Canon. Um, but <laughs> I happen to start buying Canon equipment, and so I'm all Canon. And so I shoot off-camera flash with triggers, and I just really have one light to kind of skim across and give that dimension. So what I, it's just really like a black rolly bag. And I, I am a two-camera shooter, I will say, that some people are not a two-camera shooter. I kind of, I guess I carry more on my body than some people do, but my pack itself is very small. So I'm a two-camera shooter because I like to shoot with one zoom lens and one prime. I really love prime lenses, but sometimes I need a zoom uh, for if something's happening. So I always shoot with two cameras. The whole day I shoot with two cameras. It's an interesting balance. Well, like I said, I'm always curious. I know everybody has a different approach, but for me, being kind of a smaller person, I did the same thing. I shot with somebody who, you know, carried a lot of equipment, and it really, it was great. It produced wonderful pictures, but it was way too hard for me to carry that much equipment. So it's always, you know, interesting to see how people make that balance of still achieving the the look that they want without having to break their back in the process. Yeah, I will also say I was pregnant. I was shot until I was about seven and a half months pregnant last year. And I, at that point, too, I thought, how much can I carry? Yeah. And so that also, even, even still shooting with two cameras, but just I, I used to, sometimes I still shoot weddings by myself if they're small, but most of the time I'll shoot uh, with another person. But when I was pregnant, just thinking about how much I, what kind of load I wanted to have and how much gear I really needed to take and what I really used, I, I think it's really important to have backups of everything. Uh, so you have to consider that as a shooter, uh, backups of everything. Uh, so that, I think, is probably what makes me carry more equipment. So what have been some of your biggest challenges running a photography business, whether it's the business itself or the actual shooting or maybe a story of a particular time that you've had just something kind of unexpected come up? I think uh, my biggest challenges are, and as I said, like, I'm a new mom, um, that trying to balance my, and, and I'm, I'm also at the very beginning of my business, I should say, you know, I'm in my second, last year was second shooting and having my own weddings, and this year was my really first full season, 
as uh, my own business. So I feel like I'm at the early end of my business where, you know, I, so I, I try to really think about how to, how to really create a schedule for myself and to think about balancing my own time, my personal time, but also really have a strong start for my business. And so that I think is the hardest thing for me to balance right now uh, because I, because I am in the very beginning. So letting things go, I just started outsourcing um, and I will rave about the services, MJ Studio Solutions, they're local in Chicago. Mike has been amazing. I started outsourcing, and he could tell you, I had a hard time letting that go, my color correction, the non-creative part of my work. Uh, I, you know, he tweaks it to what I want as a base for my images to work on, but to let that, just even that part go, um, was hard for me. So I got it to where he worked with me for a long time, and then I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I want. And so I outsource my color correction now, so that gives me more time to work on the creative parts of my businesses, marketing, and um, that's on my blog, the artistic work that I do, the creative cropping. Uh, starting to, you know, because I am such a perfectionist about the work that goes to my clients, and it's so important to me that they love their images, but then also realizing that outside of my business, I need a life too, and I need to spend time with my family, and just really trying to find that work-life uh, balance. And I think I'm just starting to figure it out more. But I think that's coming with making myself really create a schedule for myself. And I'm a person that doesn't love schedules. I always found some way to work for myself in college. Like, you know, like, again, legal videography. Like I was my own boss. And uh, I also, you know, and it just that's why I wanted to have my own business for flexibility. But I need to be more... I wanted the flexibility, but I need to also be more uh, scheduled in myself. So I'm just starting to do that. Yeah. And going into, with the marketing side, as you are growing your business, what do you, what's your marketing philosophy? And do you feel like you've had a time when you kind of felt like things started to click for you? Marketing for me, I think it's very easy early on. This is something I thought about early on. Like, should I pay for market? You know, should I be paying for advertising? Should I, how do I kind of build this business as a new photographer? And I had people as some really great advice early on and people said, don't pay for advertising. And I feel like that for marketing, for me, not that paying for advertising is a bad thing, but I think that sometimes I think new photographers sometimes can pay for um, ad space and that's not necessary that marketing is really the best marketing are your brides. Uh, and also, I think people said this before, but showing the work on your blog that you want to make. And you really start to see, I'm really starting to see those people come to me because of the work that I'm showing on my blog. And I even ask people in meetings, it's one of the first questions I ask when I sit down with people, um, how did how did you find me and, you know, what in the work made you, you know, want to meet with me? And, and I feel like people are kind of teaching me, too, about what's attracting them to the work, which is helping me figure that out. Again, I'm in the beginning of my business. I know some people are um, really have this figured out a lot more, but I am also realizing that, you know, to start meetings, I am, you know, I'm just moving into – I'm kind of at the end of my wedding season here pretty soon. And this winter, I'm really going to concentrate on submitting weddings for uh, blog publishing. And you don't have to be a vendor and you don't have to pay for that kind of 
those kinds of submissions. You submit, and then I think brides, you know, I think that's another way to kind of to get marketing that's free. Facebook is amazing, amazing. Yeah, you've free. done you've done some interesting things with integrating Facebook into your blog. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I had. I was well. My blog has gone through a couple of transformations, <laughs> but my most recent one. I'm. I really wanted a blog site for SEO. I run off of a WordPress, and I started noticing that too. I use Google Analytics, and I look at how people search for me. And I'm not really savvy with that stuff, but I tried to really figure out how to keyword posts and how to um, get people, you know, finding the blog when I'm still a new photographer. And then I also started thinking about, yeah, integrating Facebook comments um, instead of using WordPress comments. And so that's what I do now. It's all uh, Facebook. And so when I have a wedding, I uh, tag a bride or I send the bride, sometimes I send them a message and say, your blog posts up and then they share. And when people comment, uh, they can go to my – they comment on their post, it will show up on uh, my blog or they can like it. And it will show how many likes an image has. I'm kind of thinking about bringing WordPress back on it, too. So I have both WordPress and Facebook. But right now, it's all Facebook comments. And it's been really, really great. And it's it, a lot more people are seeing the work. And I'm getting more inquiries that are coming through Facebook because of it. Awesome. Do you have any resources or books that you would recommend to listeners that have helped you along the way? Well, I, Zach Arias, I think, is really great. I think somebody else he is a person that I feel like, as an also being an instructor, is that he's really he's a technical teacher, and I think that's really important. Even though I I'm an artist and I consider you know I really consider how I post you know process my images and think about my work uh, that way. But I feel like technically, if I'm going to take a workshop or I'm going to pick up materials, I think Zacharias is really fabulous. He has a great blog. He gives a lot of uh, very critical and very – he just doesn't sugarcoat things. So I think he's really fabulous. Uh, and then I also think Digital Wedding Forum was a place that I went very early on. Uh, I went and I just kind of so – I posted a few questions and asked a few questions, but mostly I just read a lot of posts before I started a business because I wanted to kind of figure out, like, okay, what am I doing? How does this work? And, you know, how – and I, a lot of questions that I had, I – looked up through that and I think it's like 10 or $12 a month. So it was really cheap. Uh, creative live is fabulous. They have a lot of, they will run free videos and you can watch them. And then obviously, um, you can purchase them at the end. There's a lot of people that are running things like that. I really believe in free. There's so much out there that's free that, that I don't think you really need to pay for much education. I think there are some things that are valuable to pay for, but I think there's a lot that um, that you can just find online, and that's kind of how I've done it. I try to – I think I bought Zach Arias' Creative Live just because I couldn't watch it all, but most of them, I think Jasmine Starr was on there. I watched hers for free. So I, I say that a lot, and I recommend that to a lot of photographers. Find the resources that are out there. Uh, there's another one, too. There's a blog called Tangents that's really good about lighting for people interested in lighting. Again, very techie. And his name is Neil Van Niekirk. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And I've, he also has a book. And he has a lot of information on off-camera off flash. And he also 
goes through when a new light comes out. He does all these tests on lights. I love that kind of stuff. I'm very nerdy like that. I love reading all that stuff. So he's got a good technical blog, even though his style is very different than mine. And it's uh, it's called Tangents, I believe is the name of his blog. Nice. And I started using Video Lights recently, too. And he had some really good reviews on Video Lights and all these different tests. Again, I like to stay compact. So I bought a very small uh, LCD Video Light based on some of his reviews. And I really like it. It's a great light. Oh, nice. So do you have any final thoughts or parting words of advice? I think it's really important to meet other photographers and also to be humble and be nice. I always say that. I think that it's just to be a good person and to be genuine and create genuine relationships uh, with people. So as I get a lot of referrals from other photographers, and again, that's without... Um, advertising that's just creating genuine relationships. The word networking scares me. I don't like the idea of like networking and I, but I love the idea of like creating friendships. And actually I have a online on Facebook. I started a group of local independent photographers. It's kind of like a private group. And we all just ask each other questions like, what are you doing for this? And, you know, every once in a while we get together and it's been a really, really great, it's been great creating relationships with those people. So as a, so other relationships with vendors, and then I guess the other advice I have is finding who your client is. And I know this might be repetitive, but it's really important to figure out since I am somebody that my image, my work, I want it to look a little bit, um, I want brides that are coming to me looking for maybe something that's a little bit different, a little quirky, um, I, it's important to me that I can, that those, that I'm marketing to those brides on my blog, but then also in the meetings that I'm figuring out if, if we're a good fit for each other and also being willing to turn away people maybe that aren't a good fit. I think that very early on, when you're early on in a business, you want to take everybody because you're just, you know, you're happy to be starting a business and booking weddings, but to really make sure that you have the client that's right for you because and being willing to refer them to somebody if you think that maybe you're not the right fit for them. And and that and that will bring you a stronger referral base too for your next season. And I'm really seeing that for next year from this season. Nice. So those would probably be my bits of advice. Yeah. Well Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, thank you so much. If you like what you heard, I'm currently supporting this podcast through listener donations. So head on over to photofieldnotes.com. And if you want to support what you heard and hear some more like it, give a little bit and we'll keep it going. Thanks for the support.